on later in life when I'm reflecting on being old um, is coming around the corner to see my daughter, Isabel, who was two at the time, um, taking handfuls of baked beans and shoving them into a hole in the wall. We had a hole in the drywall. And she's just shoving handfuls of baked beans, and she just sort of looked up at me like, how you doing? Anyway, I'm up, up to this. And she just kept shoving them in there and just minding her own business. Happy to be doing her work. Welcome to Geocaching Scripture. This is Josh. I am quite intentionally out of blanket for today um, because I want to talk about one of those things that uh, a lot of us have uh, in our lives, kids. And um, if you have kids, you know that really nothing quite prepares you for it. Um, and when they're there, they change everything about life. So I am out of the blanket fort. Um, today I am, I am watching them play in the backyard. And you will hear them in the background quite intentionally. Um, because I want to talk about uh, children. Specifically Jesus' discussions with children and the way he treated children. I think that's a fascinating geocache. And that's what we're going to do. Geocaching scripture, again, is that uh, rarefied sport hobby of looking for little treasures of language, culture, cultural situation, background context in scripture, in stories that we may not have usually seen. It's like a geocache, a little treasure there that we may not have seen before. And if you're like me, you know, your first memories of a concert are uh, involve Petra. Uh, involved Michael B. Smith, involved DC Talk, involve all three of them together at the same time on stage, um, then you know what I'm talking about. That scripture can become a little over-familiar, and it's time to go back and dig in and geocache, and that's what we'll do today. children to him that he might touch them and the disciples rebuked them but when Jesus saw it he was indignant and said to them let the children come to me do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of God truly I say to you whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it and he took them in his arms and blessed them laying his hands on them mark chapter 10 verses 13 through 16 we all have seen these pictures of Jesus taking the children, putting the children on his knee, talking with them. Various interpretations of what the children are amazing. You know, how white Jesus can be and how white the children can be and how much they look like private school kids from down the street um, and not what they probably look like, which was sort of half-naked, dirty urchins who kind of followed Jesus around. Um... At the time, what you had was this culture in which uh, there was honor and shame, and and it was an honor to have a great guest in your company. This is one of the reasons why Jesus was always invited to people's houses, because he was the latest thing in town, so they would invite him over and say, you know, who's coming to my house on Saturday is um, Jesus, you know, and, um, and it was a big deal, um, and that was an honorable thing. Kids didn't add any honor. Uh, so really, they were seen as, for adults, mostly like a waste of time. Uh, there was a certain amount of joy in child-rearing and everything else, but um, they were not seen as someone who should have been taking up the rabbi's time. So the disciples are pushing them away. Um, 
this children rare, you know, routinely did not survive. So you often did not get attached. The emotional um, position they had in society would have been very different um, than the emotional position they have in our society now. But Jesus stops everything and takes time with them. Takes time with those who add no honor. Takes time with those who are not advantageous to you socially or rhetorically in any way. He stops the world to take a look at them. And we see him do that over and over again. And we see him do that in um, different ways. Spending time with people who only had their helplessness to offer. Um, and spending time with people who might be a waste of time uh, by many different measures. And so... Here he is doing that again with children, and we wouldn't think of that in our society. Again, that is a matter of cultural situation, where they thought of that as, why would you do that? Why would you spend your time with them? And the geocache here that's interesting in this passage is right here in verse 15. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. There are two ways to read the Greek there. In one way it says, you receive it like a child receives something. Uh, dependent, innocent, asking, looking toward with trust. And then the other way you can read the Greek is if you don't welcome the kingdom of God like you welcome a child. If you do not receive the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God then is the metaphor of the child. The kingdom of God comes to you like a child. This actually is probably a better reading of the Greek. So, whoever does not receive the kingdom like a child. Let me ask you this. Have you ever sort of welcomed a child into a room? Let me tell you, it cannot be done. You don't sort of welcome kids into the room. They take over the room. They come in the room. They fill the room with who they are. Absolutely fill the room. And you have to receive them. Because they change the dynamic. They change everything. And this is receiving the kingdom of God, which changes everything. And that is what it means to receive the kingdom of God. So, when you welcome a child, you how do you welcome them? What does it bring out in you? Even in that society, when, when they were um, you know, not part of the honor-shame structure, they would have been welcomed. There's, there's a primordial, deep uh, joy and welcome and draw that we have to children. And even if we're conflicted about that, even if, you know, like W.C. Fields, we don't want to be around them, there's a part of us that, that we can't deny that, that, that welcomes them. And this, I think, is the same thing we have with the kingdom of God. So that you welcome it into your life, and it messes up your life. Changes it forever. And that's what my kids have done in my life. And that's what the kingdom of God has done in my life. Um, it's always interesting. We might want to 
welcome God in to help us take care of this or that one thing. And we find that God moves in and starts moving the furniture around, and not only moving the furniture around, but putting on additions, closing things down, moving this, moving that. And such is the same with kids. My kids come into my life and suddenly I have a 23-hour workday. I didn't even know I was capable of that. But here I am, and I am capable of that. Capable of these midnight visits to the ER and changing diapers while driving a car and all sorts of other things that you just don't think you're capable of. And then they can say things that just open you right up and cut you wide open. For me, my own journey, um, a lot of you guys know my background, but um, I was I was in ministry formerly as a chaplain and as a pastor, and now I'm not. And it's really just a mix of circumstances um, that I ended up doing something. Now I'm in the corporate world, and usually in, in in my experience, I don't know about you guys, but in my experience, in my whole life, anytime I put somebody in a box, I find myself in the box, like shortly. So I put I judge somebody, and then I find myself in that position where that person was who I was judging and saying, oh, wow, this is a little more <laughs> subtle and complex than I thought. So every time I met somebody who used to be a pastor, I always assumed they screwed something up, um, you know, that they that they, they broke something or, or, or misappropriated money or something like that. I'm afraid my story is not that exciting. I don't have anything like that to tell. It just happens to be the circumstances of life. But when you have ministry in your past and... Um, you're going forward into something else. There is a lot, there is part of your mind, at least in my experience, and in a lot of the experience of people I know, there's a there's a, a, a little nasty bird that sits on your shoulder and says, well, you should have done this and you should have done this. Uh, should you be back in ministry? Should you be doing this? Should, 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 everywhere. Always second-guessing you. Um, and so Sunday morning, I sit down for church, of course, in the living room in my pajamas because we're on quarantine. And uh, watching my pastor give a fantastic sermon. And my daughter says, Dad, you already know all this stuff. Because you used to be a pastor. And even though you're not a pastor now, you can still be a pastor in your heart. She's six years old. That is the kingdom that speaks to us, that changes us, that takes us apart with a word. Keep your heart tender. Pax Humana. Cheers.